This week on the podcast, we are venturing into our second week of the Conjuring universe as we talk about 2014's Annabelle. Welcome back to the Dissect That Film podcast, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. 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 What are you doing? Is he jerking off two dicks, or is he skiing? We'll never know. (laughs) We're not even a minute into the episode. Not even a minute. YouTube's like, yep. Nothing. I'm going with skiing because if you're jerking off two dicks that are that small, then you, they got a problem. I mean, it's how the guys are I hang out with. We don't, we, I mean, we listen. Small dick club, dude. People, <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised when you listen to the show that something like this might happen right off the fucking rip. So, so as I, long I will, as he's here, yes. I will say this though, like a coworker of ours just did that to us randomly one time, or not actually give us hand jobs, but the gestures I was doing, and. um the whole skit. Gotta clarify that, guys. I, I have to, hey, you know, listen, we work with a bunch of guys. You just never know. Sometimes you get lonely. Anyway, um, he was doing that, and it's like I've been meaning to work that into the show at some point. It's just like now is the time. Like this is the moment. Oh. This has to happen. Oh, 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 what was the chicken nuggets? Okay, okay, we've done this before. This is chicken nuggets. No, wait, yeah, this is chicken nuggets, and then this is bananas. Bananas. This is bananas. It's a universal sign for chicken nuggets and bananas uh, I, I was like i don't know what universe you guys are in but it's that's universal not universe I, it's right. different <laughs> so let's talk about adult all right so yes today on the show we are uh venturing into our second week of talking about the conjuring universe and this week it is 2014's 2014's the con- oh, Jesus Christ. It's Annabelle, everybody. I got conjuring on the brain. I almost just said the conjuring. <laughs> no, we did that last week. John, wake up. What's that? Next door, I heard a scream. Stay here. I'll go check it out. John? Is everything all right? Oh my God, you're covered in blood. Go back inside. It's not mine. It's not. Go back inside. And call an ambulance right now. Go! You survived. You don't come out the other side of something like this weaker. What is there left to be scared of? This is the last of them. How did that get in there? I swear I threw it out. Things must have got mixed up. There, she fits right in. Ah. 
think what you're experiencing is a ghost. Sometimes demons can attach themselves to objects. What do I do? Protect your family. I shouldn't have drank all these beers before we uh, started recording. Or oh, make, you're going to need them, apparently. Makes the episode better. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, yes, we're talking about Flavor. Annabelle. This movie was directed by John R. Larinetti, who was the cinematographer for The Conjuring. Uh, he, let's see, let's see what uh, Mr. Larinetti uh, did bef- uh, before this. Uh, yeah, he started, he was cinematographer starting off uh, at Child's Play 3 all the way back oh, in 1991. Christ. Shut up. I love that movie. Uh, no. He was no. the director of one of the best video game movies ever made, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> That's literally what I was saying, Christ, to do, not what you were talking about. I was but like, let, holy let's, God. Let's talk about some of the movies he's been a cinematographer for because he's got a lot of good ones here and some not so good. Uh, like I said, started off with Child's Play 3 1991. He did The Mask 1994. Did Hot Shots Part 2 in 1993. He did the original Mortal Kombat in 1995. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did Detroit Rock City, Joe Dirt, Scorpion yep. King. Uh, yep, he directed the sequel to The Butterfly Effect. Oh, God. Uh, he was the cinematographer on some James Wan films such as Dead Silence, Death Sentence, uh, he was also uh, Prana 3D. He did Insidious, The Conjuring, Insidious Chapter Two, and then he would. And then um, he just went on to do uh, directing duties. He started off with Annabelle. Like after doing <laughs> two really lousy sequels, he would do Annabelle. He would do Wolves at the Door in 2016. Wish Upon. I don't know any of these movies. I'm just naming them. Uh, Wish Upon in 2017. The Silence in 2019, and Lullaby in 2022. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's our, our, our man, John Lanetti. Uh, it was written by Gary Doberman who would write for all of the Annabelle movies. He would also write the nun Annabelle comes home. Uh, it chapter two. He is an executive producer on the nun Two, which is coming out this year. And he's supposedly the director, writer, and executive producer for the to be determined, uh, Salem's lot remake, which, mm. And also, he's supposedly the writer for the Train to Busan American remake, which I'm hoping just never happens because we don't need it because the Train to Busan is just fucking perfection. It's a, The movie is technically called The Last Train to New York. I hope it doesn't happen. I I don't want to watch The Last or Last Train to Busan because it, I know what it's about, and I think it would just destroy me, even though it looks really good. You've never seen Train to Busan? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I have heard it's so it's good. It's one I know of the I've best the zombie movie movies I think I've ever seen. <laughs> That's fair. It's like when I watched, um, when I was making the zombies at the time, uh, what was it, Quarantine had come out, yeah. and I went and watched Wreck, and that just the end of that movie is fucking uh, terrifying. Wreck. And I'm just like, so it's good. really good. It's very good. And I'm just like, no. He wouldn't let me watch it. He's what? like, you won't want to watch it with me. Uh, you, you watched not it without the end me. Of it. Not the ending. Listen, no, absolutely when you not. do you a zombie it. movie, and you are emotional by the end of that zombie movie, 
you made mm-hmm. a great fucking zombie movie. <laughs> yeah. yep. And Train to Busan does that. Wreck does that. You got a kid. It's, right. There's always yeah. a kid involved, and that always just you know pulls at the heartstrings. I just can't do it, man. I can't not do it. Uh, James Wan was a producer on this. He would he literally produces every single movie in this universe. Uh, he's the man who started it. You know. Uh, for cast, we have Annabelle Wallace, which is hilarious that they cast that. Yeah. The main actress of this movie is named Annabelle. Uh, she would work with James Wan later in uh, 2021s or 2022. I can't remember what year it came out, but she worked with him in Malignant. Uh, which is a movie we're going to cover on the show at some point. Like I said, I got a guest in mind for that. But she plays uh, Mia. We have Ward Horton as John. I'm trying to think. I've seen this guy before, and I'm trying to picture him in things, and I'm like, I can't. He was in 13 going on 30, but that, he was an extra in that. That doesn't mean jack shit. He would return in Annabelle <laughs> Creation, but I guess that's like in a small part because that's a completely different movie. A lot of television work, so nothing of significance, but uh, we have Tony Amendola as Father Perez. He would, uh, he's been acting since 1985. He was in The Mask of Zorro in 1998. He was in Blow in 20, uh, 2001. Uh, he would return for The Legend of Zorro in 2005. I should ask Brandon. My, my boss loves Stargate, and I see he was in several episodes of the Stargate series. He'd probably remember him. And uh, he was in The Land of Before Time, number 45,000, because there's oh, so many Jesus. of those goddamn movies. <laughs> oh, and he would, return, he would return in another movie that's in this universe, but we'll talk about that at another time. But yeah, he did a lot of uh, TV work. Uh, Tom McFarlane's Spawn. I got to point that out since we did cover Spawn on the show. He was yeah. in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. He Who did he play in that? Uh, President Kasparov. Interesting. In an episode called Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Okay. Ooh, what's going on there, Superman? He was in an episode of Seinfeld. Angela knows him from something. She well, just got excited. Kind of time. He was Geppetto. It, what was he Geppetto in? Once Upon a Time. Oh, Once Upon a Time. Sorry, I, I miss that. He was in Dexter for three episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like picture him. I was like, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have Alfrey Woodard. Who I I mean she's been acting since the seventies. She has been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Sc- things I remember her from Scrooged from nineteen eighty eight. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? She was in a Star Trek, uh, Star Trek First, First Contact. Contact. Yep, I watched that movie in theaters. The Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue, Love and Basketball starring Denzel Washington. I think that's Denzel Washington, right? Yeah, I think that was maybe who was in that. Uh, Dinosaur, the, anim- oh, the Disney animated movie. What character was she in that? Cleo. I'm guessing that was the lemur mom. Oh, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she was. She, she was in Captain America: Civil War. She was. She, oh, okay. she was the voice of Sarabi in the live action Lion King remake. <laughs> um, nothing against her. Uh, she was in Twelve Years a Slave. She was also in, not Iron Fist. She was in Luke Cage. Yeah. The, oh, the okay. And supposedly she's supposed to be in the Salem's Lot. Uh, oh, okay. Remake. So we have Carrie O'Malley as Sharon Higgins. We have Brian Howe as Pete Higgins. We have Eric Layden as Detective Clarkin. And uh, yeah, those are pretty. Oh, and Joseph Basara, who was uh, Bathsheba in The Conjuring, he would return to be the the demon. I don't. 
I think this demon in this movie is called Malphus, but you don't know that in this movie. This is something I found out watching videos about this universe. This is the demon. This is the the, the Annabelle demon is called Malphus. I guess he which is different than the that. Conjuring demon, right? Yes, but he literally plays. He's just like always cast as the demon of some. He played uh, Bathsheba in the conjuring and they were just like, well, we got to keep it going. We got to keep bringing him back for, to play another demon. Listen, on this I don't care what his name is. I'm going to have nightmares about him tonight. Oh, my, wa- my wife, my, at one point, my wife was like, tell me when he's not, not there. I, I can't look at the student anymore. And what was the scene you did that? You don't know. Just wait till we get there. Just tell us what scene that was. You're like, I can't deal with this. Uh, he was also, specific scene. he would also do the music for this movie. Oh, there's a few that I'm like, mm, nope. Oh. This movie was released September 29th, 2014 at the TCL Chinese Theater in L.A. And then October 3rd, 2014 uh, worldwide. It had a runtime of an hour and 39 minutes. It had a budget of $6.5 million and made $257.6 million, which goddamn for a horror movie. That is that is insane. That budget is. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's that's all I got. That's all I got, dude. Like I remember, like I worked at the theater at the time, managing the theater as I mentioned before. But these movies were just always really good. They always did well, and I were in a really heavily religious community, and they just always done well. These these like horror films like this, and I just yeah, I don't know. It's good for them though. I mean, Gigi don't have to invest a lot of money, and you turn a good profit. So, but looking looking back at it, what big things were in it that could have been big budget? That's the thing. So you don't have to do that in movies like this. The baby, right? I don't know. I mean, babies cost money. How much do you think they bought that kid for? Bought the kid. <laughs> I listen. I got a lot of questions for when we get to talk about that kid because I'm like, wait a second. How much time has passed? <laughs> um, but some uh, some fun facts about this movie. Uh, the names John and Mia were taken from Rosemary's Baby. That was the name of the two. Yeah. Uh, the main character and her husband. No, I could not think of that at all. Oh, no, not, not not their character names. It was the actors' names. So Mia Farrow played the main character in Rosemary's Baby, and then John Cassavetes was the actor who played the husband. So my mind was elsewhere. Uh, being a big Resident Evil fan, I was thinking of Mia, the main the oh, main character's seven. wife, from 7 and 8. Yeah, but was I don't think 7 was out at this time, was it? It wasn't. This came out... Yeah. Uh, Three years before seven came out, so that's where I was like, I wonder if that came from. But, but the then, crazy, like, but you, but uh, sorry to cut you off, but like, remember well, when we were talking during the Resident Evil episode that James Wan was supposed to direct that movie, and they yeah. used his ideas, some of his ideas to make the seventh and eighth game. So, I mean, maybe there may not be a connection there, but it's 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 a little it's a little fishy, you know. So now I can't think of John anymore as John. I just think he's Ethan Winters, and then their baby's Rose because it's just how it works. So there you go. Wait, the There's baby? no tall vampire lady. Wait, the baby in this movie's name is Rose? No, that's what I think it is. Because that's the baby's name in Resident Evil. I Blade. don't. Oh. Her name was Leah. It's Leah. But yeah. she does not have. They don't have. A credit for A her? credit for. Sometimes her. sometimes uh, the parent may not allow a credit because <laughs> they don't want a name. Crazy thing. Just kind of a side tangent, but it relates to that. Uh, I, you know, of course, I have young kids. They love Bluey. Louis is a very popular show right now, and it's fucking amazing. It's uh, it's one of the greatest kids shows you, ever made. You owe Sarah. I was supposed to watch that today it's, with the kids. It's, My- it's amazing. I watch it 
intensely. Like me, a 31-year-old so man. No, there's like real so many shit, TikToks yes. of people that are like, I'm 30-some. I'm in my 30s. No kids, and they're laying on the couch watching Bluey, and they're like singing great, the... It's a great... They literally released, as of this recording, like five, four, three or four days ago, they released 10 new episodes. We literally binged them all in one night. We were eating dinner. We're like watching the bluey episodes, guys. They're only like seven, eight minutes long. But yeah. Uh, but back to what I was saying. Um, in the credits of every episode of Bluey, they don't credit the um, voice actors for Bluey, and the, any of the the kid uh, performers are never credited because they okay. don't want them. You know, they don't want any of the publicity. The only people that are credited are any of the adult characters. Since so, that could be the reason why the baby wasn't credited. Makes sense. Could or they ate it. Well, like the um when they got done, they just ate the baby. The one <laughs> the one kid that does the um the the ASDF movies, yeah. uh Muffin. Yeah, Muffin Time, yeah. And he was in um Oh, the oh um, Three Bears. Is the Three Bears show. We, uh, he was we one Bear of the bears. bears. Yeah, he was one of the bears. And then he bears. was all, remember he was also wasn't the same voice for Catbug. Was yes, it the cat for bug? Catbug. From um Fuck. Oh, your mom said we're only supposed to have one peanut butter square boy. Not till after War, they cool down. War, War, Bravest Warriors. Bravest Warriors. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. See, alcohol keeps you from it. You know, it, it makes you talk yes. more, but it also makes your brain not work. But it also makes the episodes a lot more interesting. Um, <clears throat> let's get these pants off. Whoa. Yeah, boy. Let's go. <laughs> let's get liberated. Three, two, yes. one. Just get See, I'm just wearing, I'm wearing my noodle pants. Jamma pants. Yep. As I stated before, John Laren, uh, Lan, I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. John Lanetti, the director of this film, his first uh, job as a cinematographer was Child's Play 3, which is also about a killer doll, which is kind of funny. Uh, this was ironic. his also this was his first uh, movie he directed uh, since Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which came out in 1997. So 17 probably, year gap. There. There's probably 17, a reason for that. He's probably on like 15 year probation from being on making <laughs> yeah. a movie after that. And they're like, he just wanted a few years to work. He up got blacklisted yeah. from being a director. Like you're a good cinematographer, but we're going to keep it that way for a bit. And then they saw how good the conjuring looked. And they're like, all right, we'll give you a shot. And then after this, uh, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, he had to work up the courage to come back. He's like, mm. Oh God. So, Alfre Woodard, she didn't know, she did not see The Conjuring before she got cast in this movie. She actually looked up actual information about the actual Annabelle doll and everything connected to it. So, that was her kind of research into the whole thing. But this entire story is all fictional. Like, The Conjuring is based in, on an actual event. This movie is I guess only based on just the doll itself, it, the, the actual events of it. Like, these characters are all fictional and all that so um which i which i like it that way you know as much as i i like the conjuring and you know it being a true story you got to put it in quotes because they of course they have to mess with the, the truth to make it more interesting even though if you look up and watch anything on the actual conjuring um, event it's a pretty fucking interesting story uh but i like when they're just like yeah we're gonna take this creepy ass element and we're just going to fictionalize it. We're just going to make it our own thing. And I mean, even with just starting off with the doll itself, the doll looks nothing like the actual Annabelle. We talked about it last week because, you know, the doll shows up in The Conjuring. It's, you know, the actual doll is a, a Raggedy Ann doll, which is not as creepy as whatever the fuck this thing is. 
This is what nightmares are made of, man. (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I don't know how people can deal. Like I got um, porcelain dolls growing up and they were dressed up for like different seasons. And it was like little girls on stands with like dresses from, I don't know, like Victorian era. Mm -hmm. They were creepy enough for me. I couldn't imagine having something that's like, you know, two and a half feet tall with a face like that. Like, why would you want that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but it was It was funny because the scene where it shows, you know, the nursery and it's got all the dolls in there. My wife's like, why so many creepy dolls? I'm like, cause it was the seventies. Like, this is what, Mm -hmm. this is what, this is what, this is what women had. This girls or women, they loved fucking creepy ass dolls. Not everyone, but like most of them. Actually, it was the mid to late 60s when this takes place. Supposedly, this takes place in 1970. That soon? Yeah, I don't know. You never get a a date. You never get a date of when this, you, it's kind of an idea because they talk about Manson. They talk about the Sharon Tate murders, which I believe the Sharon Tate murders took place in 1968. Mm. So it's got to be between 68 and 70. So I think it was late 60s at least. Yeah, because the the cult in this isn't the Manson cult. This is the the cult of Ram or whatever it was. Um, uh, Greg Nicotaro worked on this film. He's the one who designed the demon in this movie. Uh, Greg Nicotaro, who we talked about in uh, what episode, Dan? Nothing. Day of the Dead. <laughs> he was right, he was right. in Day of the Dead, and he also worked with. Um, that's right. Yeah, he uh, worked helped work on the special effects for that. So that's really cool. Uh, yeah, because uh, he owns KMB Studios, which does a lot of that stuff, which is really cool. I saw his name in the credits. I was like, oh shit, no way. That makes a lot of sense. I'm looking up things from phone. the scenes that can kind of yeah. tell you like when it happened because. The bag that they used for the Doritos was the first Doritos bag, and it came out in 66. Okay. Doritos are that old? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, love, I love retro. I even love the, the 90s bag. I remember the 90s bag. It was just had such a pop. It just doesn't have that pop no more. Uh, before, I, when I was talking about the fact that the characters were named after the actors from Rosemary's Baby, the, the kind of the plot of this movie takes place in a similar location because Rosemary's Baby takes place in a... Uh, kind of a high-rise apartment building in, mm-hmm. I believe, New yeah. York City. And this is, uh, I'm not sure if this is L.A. or if this is San Francisco. I don't remember exactly. what This is in California, I believe. It, hold on. It's, or no, am, that's, am I, they, am I completely wrong there? No, you're right, because they mention in the beginning, in the, it, they're, well, their first ad, they say they're near Santa Monica, San, I think. Literally, that, first, but that, but it, first line I, don't I read know. is, in Santa Monica, California. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I don't know if the apartment was there or just the house. So mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about your guys's. It, it, we're we're traveling through this universe. I've seen most of the movies. There are a few that I'm going to be a first time viewer myself, and I'm going to wait until we we watch them for the show to watch them for the first time. But since I've seen this movie a couple times, I want to know what what was your experience like watching this for the first time? We'll start with uh, we'll start with Dan. Angel's looking something up. So Dan, start us off. Wait. It didn't come up, correct. I'm trying to think of how I want to word this without like giving a opinion of the film. Yeah, just talk about your experience. We'll talk about our thoughts at the end. I will say it was less stressful than the first movie. Okay. Watching it, except for the beginning. Okay. But it was fine. 
Like it was, a, it was. I would say the viewing experience, as far as like, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. All right. Nothing really crazy to talk about, but go ahead. I mean, we watched it earlier, about what three o'clock. Yeah, not long ago. Just turned it on in our room. So. Watched it while my hair was processing. <laughs> like there were there were some scenes that I was just like, okay, this is bad. <laughs> I was like, I, there was a couple of times I had to look away. Just just things happening. But, like, I wasn't as scared watching it this time as I was watching the first one. But it was good. I mean, it was... It was it was watchable. We, we had a couple interruptions, but it was it was watchable. Not... And I'm not doing a review! Stop it! <laughs> I'm not giving my opinion yet. Rude. I got to watch this with my wife, who I don't think has ever seen it, and it was it was fun to see her reactions with certain things. Like I said, she literally there were scenes where she couldn't watch it because it was a little too much. Like it was just, and I think that's what makes it effective in a way uh, is the some you know the, the the design of the demon in this movie is very effective, and it definitely gives you even somebody who has seen it a few times it still gives you like a holy shit type of uh, reaction. And to see yeah. her kind of being like, okay, just let me know when he's when he's gone, type thing. It was it was funny, but it was, it was fun to get to watch it with somebody who hasn't seen it. So that's a that's my my take on it since I have seen it. So, but are we ready to talk about the plot of this movie now? Let's go. Yes. Let's do this. All right. Notes. Don't fail there's me now. A, there's a plot there somewhere. <laughs> there's a plot there somewhere. Yep. So this movie opens up to a scene we've already seen. Uh, it's the conversation with the nurses. And Annabelle is looking rough, the doll. Um, you don't, so you hear the, the Warrens talking, but you don't see them and they don't mention them because I'm guaranteeing they don't mention, they don't show the Warrens because they didn't want to pay Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga for this movie. Uh, I mean, so they're yeah. vaguely mentioned later, but, but it's exactly directly. the same yeah. scene from the conjuring where the nurses are talking about all the experience with the doll, but you don't get the really in depth, uh, look into it where it shows everything that happened in that apartment. Um, yes. It just uh, cuts to a demon head sculpture inside of a church and then you get the title card. Which is funny because this is uh, the demon head um, like gargoyle look that you see in this first shot is what they modeled what they used as a reference for the demon itself in the movie. So I thought that was pretty Makes cool. sense. To so, the Church of Demon Head. Yeah, so it's... Clash, clash of Demon Head. Holy shit. Go ahead. Whoa! Movie idea. Preference. Write it down. Well, it's actually, it's actually a game. Oh, all right. On the NES. We carry on. It's already been done. Uh, so it's time for church. As a very pregnant woman and her husband watch the sermon, they're smiling and laughing, and I was like, I don't remember the last time I ever smiled and laughed in church. I don't even remember the last time I was in a church. I usually just nap. <laughs> Or get invited and eat all the food. That's that's it. That's the best part. Yeah, it is. And um, I'm very confused. Hey, Were they playing? Church ladies can cook. Yes, they can. They really can. I mean, I haven't had church lady food in a long time, but I remember. Still remember. My parents, my parents' church. We always get invited to stuff. Them old ladies can cook. I usually have a few shots of lamb's blood before I go in. Goat's blood, do like it. so I don't do get any of that that righteousness. It kind of balances. You kind of got to rub it on your face a little bit. Mm-hmm. You come in and be like, "Hello, everybody." You're like, "Are you are you okay, sir?" 
We'll just put you over here in the corner. Brought a goat in yeah, for instead the of instead of like right? taking the little things of holy water, just picking up the fucking cauldron. Just <laughs> you know how many jokes are made at my expense when we go into a church. I don't care. You mostly oh, making no, no. It's great. It's great. Like I don't know how many times I go to church and like we'll just be looking around like we're doing oh, measurements. I haven't caught fire yet. Because no, yeah, for my job oh, every like, time. <laughs> Just we, we do measurements. You know, we clean churches and stuff. We go in there. We'll be looking around doing stuff. I'll just go up to one of the guys. Like managers, like, is anybody else hot in here? Or is it just me? I I swear <laughs> to God. So my nephew, this was a while back, but my nephew got uh, christened at a local church that my uh, was the priest of the church was a, a close friend of my stepmom. So like he used to come over our house all the time, and we've had like deep conversations about uh, religion and the fact that I'm not somebody who is very religious. But uh, it's funny. But it was yeah. I'm a I'm a horrible person going to hell. <laughs> Save a seat for me, Satan. Um. um but uh, <laughs> yeah, I did that, and I did it out loud to like. So I wanted everyone to hear it. I'm walking down. I'm walking down the aisle to get to my seat. I'm like, oh, it's kind of hot in here. And he, and I <laughs> no joke, looked up at the front, and the priest is laughing his ass off because he knows. He knows. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, knows. well it was, done. It was so good. But yeah, were they were they playing a game during the sermon? I was very confused. They were thumb wrestling. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm like, what are they talking about? I was like, yes. Okay. I I completely missed what they were doing. I'm like, they because they're talking to the Higgins, and I'm like, what are they? Well, what, what were they doing? Because he whispers over to her, he's like, I won. Oh. And then I missed it. Then Pete comes up to him, who won? Ah. Uh, yeah. It's like, what are you doing, fingering your wife in church? It's like, I'm giving her the old bowling ball. This is how she got here. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, we'll joke about that later. So, yeah, yeah I want to show you something. <laughs> so, they meet up with the Higgins. <laughs> you see the dad, they're talking to the, the, the husband, and then I guess the wife is praying because you find out that her daughter, their, their daughter, <laughs> ran away. Uh, and so she's kind of praying they for her. Lost her. Yep. So they get back home because they rode to church together because they're neighbors and they get back and they talk about, you know, uh, names for the baby. And, you know, he says a oh, girl's name. She doesn't like it because it's her grandmother's name. He's like, I hate your grandmother. Yeah, she sucks. And he's like, yeah, yeah I know. Everyone nobody fucking likes hates her. her. It's so funny. Uh, I was expecting this like <laughs> escalate like a full blown argument. Like this is some passive aggressive shit going on here, dude. Yeah. I was expecting a worse name than Phyllis. Honestly, though. Meredith. I was. Gertrude? I was. I was waiting for something like Gertrude or no offense or to any of these or, people who have these no. names, but yikes. Um, well, like you don't, you don't <laughs> see many. Yes. You see a lot of that. Cause it was in the decade at the time. But right, I'm like, right. I'm like, how did you survive having a name like that? Right. No offense. I mean, I don't like my own name, but so they go their separate ways and you find out that the, that John, doesn't lock the house door. I was like, what the fuck, bro? He's like, oh, I shouldn't. I never have to worry. She's like, it's a different time. And I went, fuck, yeah. I would never yeah. not lock my door. That's crazy. That That's the difference between my family and his. So growing up, we always locked our doors. Even if we were home, our doors were locked. I go and meet his family. They don't lock their doors. Not, in the, not during the days. So yeah, they not. If I'm they knock and they're like, right. come on, come in. And I'm like, how do you know who's knocking at your door? 
It'd be like full house. What was the thing they always used to say in full house? The door's always open. Yeah, the door's hey, always what open. The fuck? No, <laughs> like, like, no, the fuck it's not. It's like San Francisco. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't trust people anymore to just not waltz into my house. Oh. Oh, no. You gotta watch out around here. You'll get fucking Jehovah's Witness or something. Just roll oh, up in your house. <laughs> I'm gonna show up naked to the door one day when those fuckers come. Um, so it's it's nighttime. Ew. The TV is. She's got the TV so loud. I'm like, damn. I watch TV loud, but holy no. shit. When Jehovah's Witness come to our house, and they're like, or they're not, it doesn't even have to be Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, they're like, have you been to church lately? Or what church do you go to? He's like, I'm an atheist. And they just like, oh, okay. And they walk. Yep. Have a good day. Thank you. Like, I'm really polite about it. Like, see you later. Like, I get what you're doing, but I'm not interested. Yeah. I like all the things I do. Okay. All the time. It's one of those things like, I don't need to explain shit to you. Just go away. No. I hate um, being asked that question. Like, just bye. So the it's nighttime. The TV's really loud. She's got this thing so loud. I know. I would be the same way if I was John. I'd be like, can you turn the <laughs> fucking TV off or turn it down? Like, yeah. Hot damn. You're like 10 feet from it. Like, why do you need it so loud? But, there, but the TV's talking about the Manson murders, talking about how there's, there's so machines you know, loud. That's why. Cults and families and stuff like that and to watch out. And foreshadowing. We haven't even made it to Satanic Panic yet. Yeah. Satanic Panic at the Disco. I'm sorry. That was what I was saying. But John is uh, boohooing about how his life is going to be so hard because he's going to be a doctor and he's going to have a kid. And he's like, well, you're the one who knocked her up. So that's your own fucking fault. Um, it's your choice. Yeah. You I mean, yeah, it's probably going to be, it's going to be a rough time, but. <laughs> and you, you chose to have. Yeah. sex with your wife well so here's right. the thing i don't understand about like like i get what he's saying like he's trying to be nice and these dudes have the most fucking ken and barbie relationship ever <laughs> like, they don't like argue about anything like they'll throw like really sly comments or and she just rolls her eyes like Ugh. yeah but like he's like well it's gonna be difficult and he's like well i mean challenging and like he's not wrong or why no. are you mad at him he's saying it's gonna be difficult it is I more, think it was more the fact that i think she probably just said like on his part not on her part Oh, okay. Maybe that she that's how well, she interpreted it, but he is very much like in his up his own ass during this oh, scene yeah. while he's talking. There's a few other times he's like that too, I've noticed. But. No, all I can think of is if you roll your eyes at me, I'll take you over my knee. Sorry. Those that know. Yeah. I don't know. But that's <laughs> fine. That's good. That's good. But uh he apologizes quickly and they're <laughs> like, Good job. Usually that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. He figured out what he said. He knew what he was wrong. Uh, and he says some funny sex joke that I f- didn't write down, but I just put funny sex joke in my notes because she he says something, and then she's like, "Well, that's how I got like this." He's like, "I want to." Oh, sh- he's, yeah. He's like, "Let me show you something." Oh you yeah, said, that's how I ended up like this. And he's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we looked. We looked at each other like, mm, okay. "Good on you, John." He comes back in with a big box and it's his dick. It, it doesn't it, fill the whole box. It's a dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's got to be a lot of padding in that one. That's right. That's and mostly packing peanuts. <laughs> she looks inside this box and she's very excited because there's a dick in the box. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's a doll. It's a really creepy ass doll. It's the doll. The doll. Yeah. She's, she's looking like, really cool. Yeah, she's like, you found like, it? He's like, I got my ways. And I was like, that's a sketchy thing to say. And this, but it's looking real clean. It's all nice and polished. New paint job. The lips are just always so off for me. Every time they zoom in so on the lips, like, why do they look like that? So that was <sighs> t- looking at 
her, it looks to be like something from like the forties, fifties. Yeah. Well, you could maybe. tell there was, she had other dolls from but, that collection. Do you see the other two that were there? Mm-hmm. That's how they did their lipstick. They didn't do the lipstick all the way out to the end. That's how they did their lipstick. And I thought, always thought it was really weird, it's weird. to look it's at. Weird. Yeah. To look at ladies that had their lipstick done like that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you still have more over here, but that's how they did their makeup. So. So, a- yeah, they go to bed. Yeah. They're sleeping and you get a shot of the of the Higgins house through Mia and John's window and you you don't hear anything. You just see things so, like you see the dad get up and, you know, walk over and then you see the, the, the wife reacting to it. And then you see a big blood splatter on the window and then you see a guy kind of all dressed in white just come and, you know, ends up killing the mom. I got a little bit of a jump out of the blood hitting the window. I did. There was I no got sound, a, and then that blood hit. So you know. this very whole effective. scene was very... Off-putting? No, not off-putting. It was very... Um, words. G.I. Joe. Hard, too. Uh, <laughs> easy Bake Oven. Suspenseful. There we go. That's the, I was close. Easy was Bake Oven. <laughs> Easy bake oven, suspenseful, right on the same spectrum. <laughs> all you can see is them them sit up. Yeah. You can't see anything past yeah. halfway to the end of their bed. I had just assumed that the dad had come back and like had a mental breakdown or something because you can't tell what he's saying yeah. other than telling her to stay because you see him point. Yep. But he's in white. Dude comes at, back in white. It's only when he like turns his face that I'm like, that's not the dad. That's yeah, not him. Yeah. Dark. So yeah, Mia wakes up, of course, because she hears something. She heard she thought he heard a scream. Wakes up John. She goes out we there. Hear nothing, but she hears a scream. Like Yeah. And um she tells him to call the cops. He's like, what? Because you heard a scream? And it's like, no, motherfucker, just call it. Like, what? that's their fucking you, job, man. It's, it's <laughs> the way he says it. It's like, it's like he seems like a nice guy, but he's kind of up his own ass. Like, he's a condescending you, you, douche. Sometimes. Yeah, he's like, because you think you heard somebody yeah. scream. I was like, dude, take her fucking word for it, bro. So, yeah, he goes out there. He goes to the neighbor's house. And, of course, the door is wide open. So he just goes in. Uh, clearly, he discovers the Higgins dead. Comes back out covered in the blood, and of course, the first thing he says is like, "It's not mine." Just to kind of somewhat ease her. He's covered in blood yeah. from head so to she's toe. She's panicking. Like, she goes back into the house to call, and this is when you get the really creepy scene of like she's calling. She hears something in one room, and then she she of course continues to call, and then you just see the woman in the far back, like there's like fuzzy yep. back there, and just walks across the the shop, and of course she goes into the bedroom, and then you don't see. You, you see the woman again, but then you just see Mia in the bedroom, and all you hear is, I like your dolls. And, and I'm like, nope. Yep. Bye. So, I'm fucking out of here. Of course, she's interacting with the woman, and the guy who killed the Higgins is in the closet, comes out and stabs Mia in the side of the stomach. Uh, John comes in, cool. tries to fight him off. and Tries to beat him off. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Not the right time. Um, <laughs> I got this one. He's taking both fists. <laughs> You'll have to take care of the other one. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he takes care of the guy, and I think he, he gets, <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets the <laughs> he he takes care of the woman 
pretty easily because she just crawls back into the 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 nursery. Yeah, he like doesn't he like toss her into the hallway after he like yeah. slams her against the wall or something. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. So we then get the shot of me, of course, and then you get like the, the whole thing where like Mia's slowly kind of passing out. Yeah, because she got stabbed. Yep. And they wheel me out, and then that's when you get the shot of the woman dead with the the doll on her lap. And it's we got, should mention and it's that got the, the uh the the symbol above her head too. Yeah, we should mention that that John attempting to beat this man off did not succeed, and two more men had to come in and take care of it. And it was just one cop, and he like iced the one dude with a yes, knife. Yes, like, yes, yes. He's, he's like telling her to run, and I'm like, how the hell is she gonna run? She just got stabbed. She's pregnant. I wasn't running when I was pregnant, Fight and I wasn't stabbed. Fight or flight. Just saying. But she was already have it already looked like she was having trouble moving around because she's you know further along and she's bleeding out that there's know. like i don't a know lot I've, of, I've never been pregnant i can't i can't say I there's a lot of blood flow in that area oh, yeah absolutely we find out that the woman was annabelle higgins the daughter of the neighbors and she joined the cult of ram which is uh this i i think they were an actual cult from what yeah. I've what I've researched, uh, and yeah, she was, um, yeah, it was it was the whole thing because he even joked about like John joked about it earlier. It was like, oh yeah, their daughter's not dead; she just ran away with the hippies. And I was like, yeah, not the good ones though. Uh, <laughs> but no, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, disciples of the Ram. So there is so a that's what they called, initially say. Yeah, yeah, the disciples of the so. They're like, hey, they're like an off. They're like, they started and there was disciples of the Ram first, and then there was an a sh- offshoot of them, which was a sh- much shittier cult. It was called Cult of the Thorn or whatever, and they oh. worship Michael Myers. And Michael and Myers like, was a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? No, so the <laughs> disciples of the Ram are loosely inspired by the Manson family, but they were just made for this movie. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought I saw something that. They were real, but uh, they're based on true events. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the hospital. The baby, they, you know, they check, you know, me out. The baby's okay. You know, it didn't hit anything vital. They're like, okay. So they go back home and she's just like, you know, of course she's weary. And I'd be like, fuck going back to that house. Nope. I couldn't go back. So listen, but her getting stabbed in the stomach like that is like those people that get shot in the head and they survive because he hits nothing major. I'm like, how the hell does that happen? So doesn't she She's like tiny? She like goes in the house and is like the door, lock the door. Yes, like that I was like the that first thing. Yeah. But like it was her fucking fault that happened in the first place. She left the, she door left the damn door open. Okay. I mean. Come on. It is a traumatic. Okay. But I was going to say, it's a traumatic (laughs) experience. I don't think I would. I probably would have done the same thing. Like, it's just kind of a, she's freaking out already. I'm just, I'm just being an idiot. (laughs) I would tell him to lock the door too, because I probably would have locked it myself. 100%. So they return home. Yeah. They lock the door and they, of course they have the conversation about like, you know, if anything were to happen, you save the baby over me. And he's like, oh, what? And he's like, save the fucking baby, you stupid motherfucker. And he's like, okay, okay. Hi, oh, jeez. He's like, nothing's going to happen to you. It'll be fine. So during the middle of the night, uh, this is, 
possibly the loudest fucking sewing machine I've ever heard goes starts going off in the living room. Holy They're shit. loud. I know. They're loud. I've heard a sewing machine. This sewing machine is possibly the loudest sewing machine I've ever heard in my life. But listen, we we sleep with a fan on, box fan, year round. We couldn't hear shit go on outside of our door. <laughs> well, yeah, last night, perfect example. I didn't hear it. So our cat knocked over a shelf out here. Like she was asleep. I was awake, scared to shit. I mean, she didn't even flinch right outside of her. Literally and like, I'm the, the light fuck? sleeper. And I, I knew what it. it was, but it's still scary. You know, in the middle of the night when something yeah. scares you, it kind of puts you on edge. I was like, oh, fuck. It's like, I'm going to kill that damn cat. <laughs> anyway, I didn't kill the cat. I was just upset. So she goes out there or John is the one who goes out there and notices the it's going off. He unplugs it. He is it. Is it Mia who finds the doll on the floor and puts it in the chair? Oh, he does. He does. He does. Okay. Because he tries to move the door and he's like, yeah. So, so earlier she shut the door to the nursery. Yes. So the door is now open again and he puts the doll in the chair and the hands, the arms are behind the doll. Yep. So when they wake up the next day, she shuts the door again, but the doll's hands are beside it. Yeah, so like, and oh. and that's when she's like, we need to get rid of the doll because she yeah. had it in her arms. She bled I'm out like, it. I'm like, this yeah. fucking doll keeps <laughs> moving. Like, stop it. Yeah, because the next day she's using... Is, she, is this when she's using the sewing? No, no, no. no. She's just in her room because she's on bed rest. She's watching TV. The TV starts to fuck up and she notices... She hears the, the rocking chair going, yes. you know, rocking. Uh, yeah, Annabelle's just the perpetual motion machine because it but just never stops time, from the night before. No, every time she uses the fucking sewing machine, I'm like... Oh, yeah, because she was using the sewing machine in the... Stop. Scene. Okay. So she, when she's using it, when they're when she's watching TV and he asks her to turn the TV off... She does it like three times and it always zooms in on her hands. But she it zooms in on her hands. I'm like, I can't watch this because she's going to end up looking away because she's watching the TV... And she starts going faster and faster. I'm like, she's going to sew her fucking hand. Well, yeah, it, it, they definitely play into that. They try to get you to be like, come on, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then it wouldn't happen until and it every, finally happens. Every time I'm like, I can't. I cannot do close-ups like that because mm-hmm. from someone, I've stapled my finger before. I couldn't imagine putting a freaking sewing needle through my finger. Yeah. So she... She goes to the room to investigate. Of course, it stops rocking when she gets in there and she shuts the door to the nursery again. And then that's when she's she tells um, like later, a little bit later, she tells John, like, kind of get rid of the doll. Uh, but he comes back with some with a bunch of, of goodies for her pregnancy cravings. And she talks about oh, yeah. he's like, I really yeah. haven't had any pregnancy cravings. And then he pulls out pickles and mustard. And I was like, what the Dude. fuck? More he, salt. He pulled out an original Doritos bag. Easy Pop, which is now Jiffy Pop. Yep. Yes. And the pickles, and she's like, "Ooh, uh, <laughs> you know what would go great with that?" And he pulls out the mustard, and I'm like, Ew. "I'm like, for one, a pickle is so wet when you go to dip it in the mustard, it's not going to get any of the mustard." Did you watch her when she yes, dipped it, it in the, any mustard? Of the mustard? There's nothing. No. There's nothing there. But it's like, oh, let's just dip sodium on top of sodium, and it's. Like, 
No, it's 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 like you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a wing connoisseur. I love you know chicken wings of all sorts, but I love and oh, I yeah. love a good blue cheese dressing. I dip my wings in blue cheese. Not like I don't lather mm-hmm. them anymore. Like when I was a kid, it was like fucking scoop them like a fucking spoon. But now it's like you know you get a little Jeez. bit of a. You get a you little dip bit of, it all the way to your fingers. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, that's good. It's like, no, it's just all blue cheese. Mm-hmm. No, I like I like a little bit of a dip, just so you get the you know both the the the, the hot sauce and the the blue cheese. But like, <laughs> if it's too if it's too <laughs> if it's Sorry, too saucy, and I was like, Whoa. if it's too saucy, it doesn't pick up any of the blue cheese dressing. So it's like fucking pointless <laughs> to use the blue yep. cheese. Or ranch, if you're if that's what you're into. See, we we do ranch, but we go. I do like blue cheese, but not a lot. I can't. We go to um, B Dubs. B Dubs a lot. Buffalo Wild Wings. I can't anymore. They fucking garbage now. Oh, they see. Garbage. That's the only thing we have around here that has, you know, decent wings. Yeah, we don't. But we if don't you get there, it's a dry rub that I love. Yeah, baby. This is the most second. Get more of that raw sensation. <laughs> We're talking about I like chicken that, wings. I like that grit. Talking about a fucking haunted doll movie. And if it's <laughs> if you if you end up going back at some point, um, going dry. No it's way. halfway up their spice menu. This the dry rub side. Which one is that? That Cajun one? No, I can't remember what it Asian, is. No, Asian zing is a sauce. No, Asian zing is a sauce. Fuck. It is definitely the best one for dipping. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, you guys, it are you guys um, chicken? We don't have a. Are you guys chicken chicken tenders or bone in wings? We are chicken boneless. tenders. See, I, 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 I usually do that kids. too, but I think I, if I were to go back, I would go bone in because every time I eat, they're boneless. Now I just feel like garbage after I eat there. We do it for the kids because they're. They're big. I could eat it either way. I it, don't really it's care. It's basically a chicken nugget in There's no such thing as boneless wings. That doesn't make I know. any fucking sense. It's a chicken tender well, or it's a chicken nugget. It's a, it's it usually a tender. Nuggets are like a class below tenders. I we just, just do saying. it for the kids. That's Yeah, I I, I don't care. If somebody's like you want wings, I was like I'll eat it whatever. You fucking make it wings. Just yeah. give me something. I do not care. You say I, you want wings? Yeah. What flavor? I don't give a fuck. Just give me. My I wings. know how to debone the flats. Oh yeah. Ex- like oh yeah, Angela. That seconds. little tiny. You get the tiny bone right. You twist. Boop. Except exactly. Except we have eaten enough no. wings that I have. I've mastered that. I don't. I don't like buffalo sauce. Okay. So, I mean, there's I just, so many sauces. Like, there's so many different oh, flavors I know. out there now. It's, I know, but people like there's buffalo. Sauce. I just don't like. I, exactly. I just don't like buffalo sauce. I just don't. Yeah. I never. never my favorite wing. Not to get too much on a side tangent on chicken no, wings. Fuck yeah. fa- I mean, we're my, already there. My favorite wing is from a restaurant where they it's a it's like a breaded seasoned wing. It's not it's not it doesn't have any sauce on it. That's my favorite. It's like a good like seasoned breading that they put on the wing. So we used to have a place here that did Ooh, wing me. Wednesday, and it was fifty cent wings <sighs> on Wednesday. We had a place. They that have since. Similar. They've since closed down for other other reasons but they had the best flavors it's it's chipotle barbecue chipotle. Isn't it? chipotle barbecue dry it's a dry rub yes it's it's good dude it's so proper good. good that and then asian zing oh fucking love and the uh what's the parmesan garlic yeah we buy bottles of the parmesan garlic want, just to have at the house i want 16 i want to have to eat 16 tic tacs when i leave that place dude. <laughs> 
I don't even care about a fucking Tic Tac. Who am I to impress anymore? That's right. I'm married. How long have we been married now? We don't need to impress each other. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Parker. So um, the husband then says something about something. He's got to go out of town for a couple days. I'm like, your wife is on bed rest and she's very pregnant. You're going to leave? That seems dumb. And yeah, because, and the only time she can get up is to go use the facilities. <laughs> like, whoa. And, uh, of course, Back up. this is when they, they're they about to go to bed and he they're going to watch a movie or watch something on TV and he's going to go make some Easy Pop and he puts it on the stove and then comes back and she's passed out. So he's like, ah, fuck it. He turns off the stove, but he leaves it on the stove. He leaves the next day and... She's you know, using the sewing machine again. She hears the rocking, but then you see all of the knobs on the stove turn on. And of course, the, the popcorn starts to pop and it gets really big. And of course, once it gets to a certain point, it starts to burn and it sets the kitchen on fire. And of course, this is when she, you get the whole thing where it's, it's zooming in on her hands as she's using the sewing machine, showing the kitchen hands, kitchen hands, kitchen. And then she literally you know gets her finger cut in there. And she smells the smoke and sees the fire. And this is when she, like, this is when you start seeing, like, the first of the official supernatural part of this movie. Because she yeah. falls, for one, she falls on her stomach. I'm like, God damn. Anytime I watch she a movie trips. where there's a pregnant woman who falls on her stomach, I, I'm i like, oh, oh. Listen, if, if I'm running away from something, I ain't looking back at it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, actually, no. But she backs up and she trips over the chair, and I'm like, yeah. "Why are you falling on your stomach? I would have hit my head." Rotate. She uh. she rotated, but my thing is, why did it take her so long to smell? smell? Right. Yes. Especially being pregnant. No way. It's literally so, a room away. There's no way you don't smell that before it even starts to burn. I haven't had kids. Sarah's a seven now. Mm-hmm. I still have pregnancy smell. You smell it. I still, I still smell things. Yeah. I'm like, you smell that? And he's like, yeah. no. I couldn't. When my wife was pregnant with my, with my oldest, I used to, you know, you know, when I was, I was 20 when she was pregnant. So like, I was still wearing what I was wearing in high school. I was wearing X body spray with whatever deodorant I was wearing, and I could, I had to stop wearing X body spray because she couldn't take it. She was like, I can't be around you if you wear that. He was sitting beside me eating ramen noodles. I'm like, you. Mm-mm. I'm like, you got to back up. I can't do it. So, and yeah, I love ramen noodles. It's very, it's very like, mm, come on, let's. Uh, she couldn't smell any of that. For one, you might like not even just the popcorn. You could even smell like I know it's an electric stove, but you, I feel like you could still smell like it's giving some sort of smell off those burners, even if it's not gas. From that. From that decade, like I, I go out for smoke breaks with a coworker of mine. I don't smoke. She does. I can immediately smell her cigarette as soon as she lights it. So like, yeah, she. That's a, it's a distinct smell. She would have had to smell it. So yeah, she falls, and that's when she gets like pulled back, though. Like something Whoop. pulls her back, and that's what freaks her out. And of course, the uh, neighbors come in to save her. And then, you know, John shows up at the hospital and the baby was born. And it's fine. But she pretty much tells us, like, I'm not going back to that house. Fuck that house. Nah, nah. And get rid of that fucking doll. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, like, actually, no, he had already gotten rid, of, gotten rid of the doll before he left yeah. for his trip. He threw it in the garbage. The um, fact that it took her that long to be like, no, I don't want to be back as in soon, no. As soon as that first event happened, I would have been like, nah, we got to go. Got to mm. go. We're um, staying with somebody's friends, parents, something. Yeah. So they no. move to an apartment, and it doesn't tell you the time between the last scene and this scene because the baby is like what how old do you think this baby was six eight months six, nine months. Maybe? Six, nine months. six months at least all right i mean i guess it's not that much time but i was like damn that baby's big some cheekers. uh long enough to get some cheeks mm-hmm. yeah but there's still the crazy i think the thing that kind of threw me off is like this baby is like six to nine months old but yet they still are unpacking all right yeah. Maybe they didn't move cool. out of the house immediately. I don't know. But they or go maybe back. it took them a little bit to find this place. Yeah. So they go back to the church and the father is talking, you know, doing a sermon and then he runs into Mia outside with the baby. Uh, the baby's name is Leah. And I'm like, wow, that's not going to suck Clever. John. Yeah, Mia and Leah. Okay. Um, but is this this is the scene where they they see Evelyn checking her mail. Uh, well, I think Mia just kind of sees her um, in passing because she's so at the by, box. by this time she has already she's noticed the what happens above them in the apartment mm-hmm. because she that's yeah, like the first time you see him. Yeah, because she hears stomping and he's like, you need to get out of the house more. Yeah. So. I feel like a little bit of time has passed because she's had long enough to know what her upstairs neighbors are doing. Yeah. Uh, so there's a deleted scene where bef- oh. in between them leaving the apartment and seeing Evelyn for the first time, you meet the landlord of the building. Uh, there's a couple deleted scenes that have to do with the landlord. Oh. One of them is they're in the elevator with him and he's just a very weird, he's a creepy guy. Like he is a um, probably registered sex offender at some point. He's just really creepy. He's like, if you ever need someone to watch your baby, just let me know. And then literally the dad, like John gives him a look and he's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't trust me around babies either. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, this is uh, really, yeah. I'm glad they didn't put it in the movie. But then the second one, weird. the second one was, um, there's a scene where she's giving the, she was going to give the baby a bath and they, and, I guess back then you had to use an actual thermometer to put it in the water to test how hot the water was. And it was like a normal, it was normal temperature. And then she goes uh, to get the baby, but then the, 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 the demon raises the temperature and it's like super hot and you think she's going to put the baby in there, but then she tests it herself and she burns her fingers on it. And then the landlord has to come and fuck with the pipes, but there's nothing wrong with them. And, it's a whole thing. I'm like, thank God they didn't include this because this was just unnecessary. <laughs> All I can think of is super hot. Yeah, yeah super <laughs> hot. So, no. but like, yeah. if I if I would have seen that, I would definitely have been like, nope, bye. Mm-hmm. Seems contradictory to what the story is trying to tell us. Yeah, like what, like it for them for that to have happened to the baby doesn't doesn't make yeah. sense. No, it doesn't. Especially with the the scene with the the is. Have we seen the scene with the priest where he's taking the picture? That's no, this is what about. I'm talking about right now. So yeah, like he, this, I would have, I would have definitely been like, mm. yeah, no. 
Yeah, he, yeah, he literally was like, can I take a picture of the baby, you know, to put on the bulletin board? She's like, of course, yeah. And then, of course, he tries to talk to her, her about the Higgins, and she kind of just blows it off. She's like, you know, because she doesn't want to talk about it or mention anything about it. He kind of blows him off. Oh, yeah, John's over there. He needs calling me. I got to go type thing. Because that's... That's a span of time where she's still processing what happened. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's a traumatic event. Yeah. Like if I knew that my neighbors had been murdered, like our neighbors are not that far. Yeah. Our neighbors aren't that close. Like we can't look in windows, but our neighbors are close enough that if something were to happen, I would have been like, nope, you, you we're selling this house know. and yeah. we're, we're gone. So they get back home. They finally unpack everything. But the last box she looks inside What's in there but the fucking doll? I called it too. And I was like, yeah. she's going to open this box. He's like, this is the last one. I'm like, yep, the doll's in there. And of course, she makes the dumb decision to keep it because he was like, oh, I, I definitely threw that away. And then she, oh. and he's like, okay, give it to me. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. You gave it to me as a gift. And she puts this raggedy, dirty-ass doll on the shelf. And I was like, fuck, idiot. No. White people. Absolutely not. So this is when we get the scene where uh, Mia is passed out on the couch. Leah is sleeping in the bassinet or crib or whatever it is. And the fucking creepy ass lady walks up to the crib and just you don't see her face. You just see her lean over with the hair. You know, like what the f-? and then the baby starts to cry. She wakes up, but she doesn't see anything because you see her in the background first. She she goes through the the next room. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see her. I'm like, how the hell did she get there? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she's a ghost. So like, no. Mia and the baby, they are going to go out and do some some stuff. And they run into some kids on the stairs. And I love the boy where she's like, hey, what's your name? Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Mom and dad I told us not to you. talk to strangers. Don't Smart. tell her. I like your doll. And that's when we get Mia says the same line. She's like, I like your doll. You, I have a lot of dolls like that. You do? What's your name? Don't tell her. She's a stranger. And and I like how Mia's like, I understand. I completely agree. Yeah, I told you don't tell her. So this is when Mia officially meets Evelyn at her bookstore. And I love how the book that's just displayed in the front window is a a satanic book. It's what? It's called Satan's Welcome or something like that? Yep. And I'm like, Hell no! It's like yeah. Satan, the Satan, the kitchen, and you. It's like a demonic <laughs> cookbook. <laughs> okay, now that would be a little different. That's like you teach you teach me how to cook. No. Yeah. It's not sexist because she's a woman. Anybody could. No, I know it. how to cook. I'm just saying. Yeah, I just need different recipes. Uh, she sure. gives she gives her a book for the baby. I don't. Did you see what the book was? I I didn't catch the book she gave her. I think I don't think we were supposed to no. know what it was. Because um, she said something about her daughter like that when she was little. Mm-hmm. But you, I don't think you really see it. But then that's when you see the Satan's welcome. Yeah. So like, they get home and that's when they find the pictures on the stairs. And they're like, of course, at first it's cute. It's a picture of, of uh, Mia and the baby and blah, blah, blah. But then it starts to get like progressively worse where it's like a garbage truck and it's like the stroller going into the street and then like the dead baby. Ah! And, and you instantly think to yourself like, yep, this is going to happen later in this movie. Yeah, this is exactly. so Because he's like, he's like, what happened? He was. I think that's when you were on the phone with Brandon. Yeah, probably. And I had. I literally we were watching this movie. 
I got called by my boss. Like, do we have an emergency water job? I was like, I'm by myself. You don't have to help me. But if you can, it'd be appreciated. I was like, give me an hour to finish this movie. He called me and they called me like 30 minutes later to let me know the DL. So I was like twice during this. I was literally on a business call. Yeah. So. so as the the pictures were progressing, I had to pause it. He was on the phone and I unpaused it. I'm like, well, she's going to get hit by this truck. Yeah. And then you see the other picture. I'm like, well, I was wrong, but yeah. somebody's getting hit by a truck. Half the points. Like I, I was just going off what was pictured because she looks at the pictures and she's like, yeah. And it's one of those things where John is just like, do we tell the parents? Like, I feel like, you know, I'd want to know if my kid was doing this stuff and he got to blows it off at first, but then he agrees with her. And of course he's well, like, and then of course, got pregnant. yeah, of course Sorry, he sits down, sits down. He's like, okay, uh, tomorrow I'm going to, we're going to have a nice dinner and we'll, we're gonna have adult conversations. She's like, okay. He did just. She her. didn't. He didn't blow her dick. I, I was he concerned that he didn't. Care. No, I picked it up. You said it. He didn't hear what you said. He's like, she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taken aback by this. This is entirely <laughs> different. What kind of book did she get from the store again? <laughs> hey, she's a librarian. I don't know in the 70s if it's anywhere different from today, but I have an app on my phone that I can um, check out books from our local library. And there is um, adult stuff yeah, that I, I can check out from our it's library. It's like the Fabio books, right? And I'm like, I don't remember being able to check that out from our library. So... Nope. Times have Fabio. changed, Angela. Times have changed. Please tell me one of them is called playing in her backfield. Listen, <laughs> there's so many Fabio <laughs> books that I can find from the used bookstore, and I'm like, don't think I want to touch those. There's a romance. There's an erotic fiction about um, Moses. It's called He Parted the Sea, Then He Parted Her Legs. <laughs> he parted. He parted. We're talking Listen. about a movie about a haunted doll, and I, I, I don't know what's happening. I'm he, so sorry. He parted a red sea. You know. Whoa! Listen, there's already been so many adult <laughs> <laughs> jokes made. The tide never between John man. and Mia. Oh, the color right. of the tide. I mean, there's so many more um, book jokes that I can make. Save it for the next one. Listen. So, well, you can, there's some, but don't use them all today. Uh, so I'll keep them. I'll keep. I'll keep. Don't blow your whole load. I would, but you don't. So John <laughs> ditches her for dinner, and she starts ex, uh, experiencing things. This is the first time, like you get really crazy supernatural shit that happens. Um, well, this was is, he just held? I'm assuming he was just held up at work, right? Like this is what happened. Probably, yeah. Because I don't know if they really talked about it. Because yeah. we were talking about, she's sitting there eating dinner. She's made dinner for both of them. She's eating hers completely. Yeah, she starts crazy. eating his. I was like, well, shit. What happens well, sometimes here's, here's the doctor? Here's the he's thing. hungry. I, yes, he is He is in residency, so he's he is becoming a doctor type thing. He's already gone through school stuff like that. I Listen, I understand you have a new baby and all that, but like you know what he was doing. You know what his job was. You can't just tell him to yeah. just come home randomly with his job because he could get fired. Like yeah. you, you don't have a job. Like this is a time when 
most women, women didn't have jobs. It was a, it was the the men who had the job. So like, if you're constantly telling your husband to come home, he's not getting paid, yeah. and then you can't live. I don't think she was telling him to come home. I think she was just kind of assuming. No, she that- was she was going through some shit, and of course, because of what happened at the last place, um, I, I understand how why she was feeling this way. Yeah, yeah, she um, just wanted him to be be there. She just kind of, I guess, assumed yeah. that maybe he would have an early night. Well, they but, planned on it, and it's just things happen, especially it, in his line of work. Yeah, in his line of work, things happen. She's just like, well, I'm going to cook dinner for yeah. us. Yeah. If you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. So this is when she starts experiencing a bunch of stuff where she goes into, like, the living room, and you see, like, the shadow behind the curtains, um, which is kind of eerie. And then, of course, she, like, looks there again, and it, there's nothing there. But then there's a little girl... G- like that Dude. runs by her and like giggles. And I'm like, fucking kids giggling. No, worse. this whole scene, I'm like, how slow can you be trying to find your drapes? Like, she's like this the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, touch the fucking curtains. She doesn't like little kid things. I don't like little kids. I don't like Ghost. little kid ghosts. Phasmophobia has. I like, think it was before mm. phasmophobia. You didn't like little kid ghosts. <laughs> but yeah, it runs by her, runs down the uh-uh. hall. And this uh-uh. is when you get one of the best scares, I think, of this movie is when she goes into the nursery and you know she's looking around. And of course, she turns around and you see the little girl yeah, in the other good. room. And then it and then like she's just standing there, stands like hello. And then it runs at her and the door starts to close. And it's the little girl, but as soon as it hits the door, it's the fucking woman. And you're like, what the mm. fuck? It still gets me. Still yep. gets me. Yep. In my opinion, there's it's the co- best scare of this movie. There's a couple of jump scares in this. And there's a couple of scares that scared me that probably weren't supposed to be scary. It was just the suspense. <laughs> this was one of them. I was like. <laughs> it was good. It was a good, like the running at the door was good. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a few spots in this movie that I really liked, and this was the this. Second. This is this is one of them because from from playing phasmophobia, you don't get that much. You get the you get the ghosts that come at you, but they dissipate before they get to you. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, shut the door. Don't look. Just turn around. It's gonna go away. <laughs> Close your yeah, eyes. Yeah. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> yes, this was this was one of one of the jump scares that got me. Yeah, and of course John's a dick about the whole thing. He doesn't believe anything that yeah. she says. Like you are a you're a dick. Yeah. You really are. So they turn to the church to try to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, you know, of course it's because John's parents went through something similar. They went to the church and it helped them, you know, whatever. And after they leave, they run into Evelyn again and you know, they kind of, and John gets introduced to her and all that stuff and then they leave. So the doll starts doing some fucking crazy shit. It, uh, oh, this is when Mia ventures to the storage area in the basement and I'm like, she puts, oh, yeah. she puts the baby down. This, this, she this right here. The, she is on the sixth floor of this apartment building and she goes to the basement. With no monitor. So what what are you gonna do if something happens to your baby? Yep. So 
I didn't know comes from, she had, I didn't know she had left the baby. She gets to the mm-hmm. elevator. I'm like, where's the baby? Yeah. Nope. Didn't the dad just say he had to work the night shift? Yep. So the baby's alone in that apartment. She goes down to the basement like, to find something. Fuck. And no. she hears baby baby baby's crying and she sees the stroller kind of wheel out of the darkness. And of course she's gotta go <laughs> check it out. I've been like, nah, bro. Nah. No. I'm no. seeing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes up. He wasn't and, paying attention. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, I seen the like, crib. I was like, yeah. That's a problem because you, you see the the stroller come out from another storage thing. It looks like it yeah. like wheels out. And it wasn't. It was just dark. Don't even know if much, it was yeah. a storage. It was just like a sheet was put up yeah. behind there, and it rolls out. I'm like, yeah. that's bad. I, I, I like. I, mm, nope. I learned something in these movies so far. I was, we've talked about this. People are stupid. That too. <laughs> the these movies. Ghosts can only interact with electronic devices and sheets and doors. So it seems like when there's something happening, nobody can open a door for some reason. Hey, and listen, listen, listen. When I really have to go pee, doors don't work the way that I want to go. If you if you've ever had kids and you you know what what bladders go through, bladders hands you. don't work at the same time, dude. Doors don't work when you have to go pee. Okay. All right. I just don't. Okay. Um, fair enough. Yeah. So she goes over and Parker, you ask oh, your wife. Shit. Sorry. You you ask your wife if she's ever gotten home and needed to really go pee, and the front door does not unlock like it's supposed to. It it happens to me too. <laughs> uh, but she goes and checks inside the <sighs> stroller, and it's just kind of like a bloody blanket. Yeah. And it it's not just a bloody blanket; it's moving. Yeah. It's the fetus from Resident Evil 8. Like, fuck no. I'm like, is there a chicken in there? My God. Yeah. Of course, that's I'm- when she gets scratched by the demon who it shows like grabs his- her arm, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And oh, of course, she gets loose. She runs back to the elevator. And of course, it's not one of those things where she looks back and it's gone. It's still there. Like, you just see the silhouette of just, you just kind of see the the head of the demon behind the stroller as she runs back to the elevator. And uh, yep. she, she, of course, she hits her button. It closes, but it keeps opening. It opens like it does it like four or five times, where it it's constantly like, is opening yeah. up to the basement. I'm like, I'm like, she ain't getting out of here. I know. I love that. It's like, yeah. I was like, this ain't going nowhere. And she opens. It's like, yeah. Honestly, I was pre- prepared. You see, you see, dude's face. Whatever ghost it is, it's a demon. I was prepared. I. I was prepared for it to get closer. Every yeah. time she had yeah. the door shut, here I am. I'm like, yep, yep. And 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 to be honest, it disappears because she doesn't see it down at the end either. But then she runs to the door because it does. The elevator's not going up. She that, but then she's getting pretty much stalked by it as she's going up to back oh. to her apartment. You see the the hand kind of go over the railing. Then um, there's the whole scene where she gets to the top of a flight of stairs. And it's dark on the bottom, but then like a light kind of shines, and he's just down there. And then like it's, and then it like shoots up at her, and she, yeah, of course she like gets back into the into the apartment and freaks out. This was the most intense scene. Yeah, between her finding, her pulling the whatever fabric up from the stroller. Yeah, 
to her getting to the top of the stairs. I'm like, yeah, this is, an, this is an intense. Come scene. on. Yeah. I'm like holding my chair and yeah. he's over here just yeah. like, yeah. Whatever. And of course she's screaming Leah, Leah the whole time she's running up the stairs. And I'm like, you fucking left your yeah, kid you left this entire there. time. Yes. God. So she has a mark on her arm and it's the mark. It's that symbol that was above, uh, Yes. Annabelle Higgins' body in the old house. Because she, she finds it when she's talking to the priest. Yes. She covers it, but then when the next morning she takes off the thing and it's it's gone. Uh, I'm like, ma'am, I know you're not that crazy. I know we, you're crazy. I, I forgot to mention <laughs> she met they, they meet with a cop earlier about the whole experience and, and this is when yes. um, Mia was like, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to forget it ever happened. But because of this incident, she calls the cop back I, to get more information about Annabelle Higgins and the cults and, and all that. He, and he shows her the case file and then lets her keep a picture. I don't think that's protocol. Mm-mm. I don't think you can do that. This whole interaction between both of them, I'm like, mm, if we have nope. anyone who watches the shows in law enforcement who has that information, let me know because that seems. I mean, I understand this is like 1969, 1970, whatever year this is. Maybe it was different back then, but I, I just don't see that being protocol. Like, she literally is like, can I have this? And the, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, what? It could be, but she's not being interrogated, so I don't see why she should be shown. Yeah, I, it's it's weird. Um, also, the, every pick that she's shown is way too clear to be from this year. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like they're showing like pictures of like Annabelle Higgins before she joins the cult, and you're like, was that taken in like 2005? Like what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Well, hold I, on. I just don't. I don't feel like she should be. I. I almost feel like that should be, at this point, not a closed case, but not something that he should be showing her. But she finds a picture that's got the mark on it, and that's the one she wants to keep. Yes. Yeah. So when she gets that, because that's the mark that's on her hand or yeah. arm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She goes to Evelyn's bookstore to kind of do some research. And of course she tells Evelyn and Evelyn's like, I believe you. I'll help you. She's like, cool. Which, which I honestly feel like Evelyn has been like, an, not an occultist, but someone that studies that. Uh, I think it's probably has something to do with, the the whole daughter situation that we find out a little earlier or a little later. I just kind of assume that it's something that she's researched yeah. because she's a librarian. Yeah. She's yeah. such a fucking red herring, dude. Who, I, yeah, absolutely. I love her. Like it's I, not I a love, very good red herring. I like her too, but yeah. like it's like, oh, she's in the occult. And I even told Angel, it's like I guarantee they're gonna make her seem like a red herring. Like, oh, she's in the occult. And that Maybe was bad like guys, way... but she'll be like a Good guy. Way earlier yeah. in the movie, like when you first meet her, like yeah, because she was like checking her out and stuff, like I'll give the baby this and this and Satan's cookbook and then all that stuff. <laughs> Satan's, cookbook. <laughs> Satan's cookbook, dude. I need a Satan's cookbook. It's out. I there. need it. Google so, it. It's there. While she's talking to Evelyn, she thinks she tells her like, "I think I'm being haunted by a ghost," and she's like, "I don't think so. You're. I think it's a demon." So they get a bunch of books. They go back to. Did they she's go like, back to her apartment? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, they, because she's in the library they with her, it, and she's it, like, "I don't want to tell you because you'll think I'm crazy." Yeah, she's like, and she's like, "No, you tell me 
I've seen everything. Yeah, I'm old enough. I've been around. I'm old enough. I've been around long enough. She tells her, she's like, oh, I got this right over here. Like, okay. Well, okay. well I, I, never mind. Go ahead. I thought like, I, I, under, I think that she felt this. I kind of feel like she was maybe like clairvoyant or something along the lines of that. Yeah. She knew what was happening. She saw it. You know, we get an explanation about demons versus ghosts, all similar to the last movie. Yeah. I just feel like she knew what was going on. She was waiting for her to divulge this information. She's like, oh, yeah, I got it over here. Like, okay. I keep it in my tome next to my Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, as they're talking about, you know, what possibly is going on, this is when, you know, you see the scar on Evelyn's uh, wrist. And then, of course, she at first she's going to hide it, but then she tells me everything that um, the reasoning behind it uh, that her she fell asleep. I'm guessing she did she she fell asleep at the wheel, right, with her daughter in the car, and of course her, her daughter died, but she was in a coma for like three weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. She said she woke up three weeks later, and her daughter didn't. Yep, never did. Yeah. And so this was uh, she was going to take her own life, but she said that she was told by her daughter that it wasn't her time. Um, I like, I don't, I don't like, I want to state that, but the the whole thing is like the scar in the direction it is, which is what people say is the most effective thing. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. Knowing that that's how it works. I, I was like, oh yeah, she tried to off herself. Yeah. So, the next day, Mia is coming home from grocery shopping, and as she's like trying to get into the apartment building, she sees the reflection of a creepy woman holding the baby. And of course, you don't know, but the stroller starts to roll out into the street, yep. and yep. it gets hit by a green garbage truck. But you find yep. out Mia had the baby. Yeah, right at the last minute, she has the baby. Yeah, you've you've because because we're both like, oh, here it goes. Yeah, I knew once you've seen that scene, it's like, yep, here it comes. Yep. So Mia, she does some more reading. Uh, We get more of the rocking chair again, where the dolls or the demons fucking around with that. This is the whole thing where they get home and she puts Leah on the the blanket in front of the bookshelf. And she hears the rocking chair, so she goes into the room to investigate, and then she gets locked inside the room. And as the um, she's trying to get out, but she like looks under the door, and you, the the books are starting to get thrown off the bookshelf and getting close to the baby. And then the fucking doll falls right in front of the door. <laughs> no. I my thought no, was, no, no. There's a reason that this doll wears white. She's a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. It has to be because I was watching this. I was like, this demon's a shit shot. Well, that's the Poor thing. Well, well, here's the thing. The demon wants the baby. So why would it? Would the de- so the demon's fucking. I know. That, that's what demons do. They fuck with you. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Until, like I get yeah. she's fucking with the mom because the mom's looking under the door. But I'm like, damn, and, you yeah. think you'd want to kill the baby in front of the mom. And she uses the chair to like knock off the door handle, which quickly opens the door. Yes. And yeah. She saves the baby, and the doll is sitting in front of the window, and it starts to levitate. 
you know, like, what the fuck? And then you see that the demon is behind it. You're kind of using it like a puppet. And yeah. you don't, like, apparently she doesn't hear the doll, but you hear it crunching, and I'm like, yeah. And um, here I am, like, nope. Well, that's the thing is, like, in this movie, this doll does not move. It does not move on its own. It's always mm. like you, you see the doll levitating, but the, the demon is controlling, but you know, there's yes. no like you're always expecting when they do zoom, like the zoom in on the doll that is like it's going to blink or it's going to turn its head. Um, but like it, even in the last even in the last movie, she didn't mm-hmm. move at all. It was like when Bathsheba goes to the Warren house and turns the head and stuff like that. Yes. That's the thing is like the doll. I mean, because that's it. The doll is just a conduit. It's not a livable um, vessel for the demon. So like the demon can't hop in there and just be like, yo, what's up? It's not like Chucky, you know, like fucking yeah, Charles yeah. Lee Ray's soul goes into Chucky and he becomes a fucking living doll. That's not what, After that's not what Annabelle is. Lightning, lightning strikes, but yeah. like you hear Give the, mandala. <laughs> but you hear the preacher say that it, um, puts itself into things like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so here I am thinking, well, shit. Yeah. I'm waiting for this doll to move this entire time. Yeah. And there you go. It never does. And of course, John is home or is coming home and he hears the screaming. He comes upstairs. The whole living room is just thrown around. All the chairs and the couch, like everything's just thrown to shit. He's like, what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> so they call they call Father Perez to come and to talk about the whole thing. He show they show him the doll. He explains the whole thing about how de- the whole demon thing and how they, you know, have to be in vessels and um, you have to offer your soul to the demon in order for it to take possession of you. And I love it. John's like, well, I don't plan on uh, offering my soul anytime soon. Yeah, and he's like, that's not how it works. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so. He also yeah. mentions the Warrens without mentioning them by name. Yes. He's like talking about how there's people out east that specialize in this stuff. And then she's like, yeah, I don't want this doll in the house anymore. He's like, ah, it's okay. I'll take it. <clears throat> yeah. He's like, let me take it to somewhere that's sacred or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is not going to end well. No. So she, they're going to go to bed and this is the whole thing where they sit down and he's like, I'll always believe you. And I'm like, fuck you, John. You didn't believe her half the times fucking idiot it wasn't until you came home and your fucking apartment was thrown to shit you were like oh okay maybe i should do something about this he did not believe her till all the chairs were turned upside down and uh, he's like oh what I did just, you do what happened i can sit like, in my favorite tel- chair and watch my game <laughs> damn so, it so like <laughs> this is the first time that he believed her because he saw something happen mm-hmm. this is didn't such a believe any Listen, he didn't believe anything when the um nope the sewing machine. Yeah. Fucking hell. He didn't believe her when the sewing machine was coming yeah. was came to life. Yeah. Or when the neighbors screamed and, was and died doing next door. Li- yeah. Uh. Like he just believed the police report where they're like, Oh yeah, they got killed by the, the- Yep. But so- he didn't believe her when the sewing machine was going off like you physically saw it and you turned it off you unplugged it from the wall and it took you this long to whatever 
So Father Perez is driving back to the church with the doll in the backseat, and I always thought that there was a shot of the woman in the backseat while he was driving, but it never happened. Hmm. Um, but he's, of course, the it's it's messing with the radio because he's listening to a baseball game, and then it's messing with the radio, and then, it's, of course, it's like a, a prayer that gets, like, fucking full volume in his face. But he gets to the church. I called take, this, too. Takes the doll out of the car and of course you get the shot of the woman sitting in the back seat of the car but then he gets to about to get to the door and he turns around and the woman's just standing right there and as he's about to go in there he opens the door and as he's about to go in the doll won't let him go in and it fucking just shoots him backwards see we and need to record we need to record us watching this because I called it before before he even got out of the car and got up to the door. I'm like, it ain't gonna let him in. No, she's just fast. I'm like, I remember the first movie. It didn't let her out of the house. I'm like, why would it let her let him in? Yeah, it fucking flings him. He is. I didn't think it was gonna do that. But yeah, you think he? It's kind of like up in the air. Like, did he die? Like, it, there's a lot of blood around his head, so it's kind it of kind of implied. You're like, but if, okay, yeah, it shows the creepy woman grab the doll and walk away. Because as soon as I saw her in the car, I'm like, nope, it's not going to let him in. No. So John's working at the hospital, and he notices the nuns. And so he's like, oh, I probably should check that out because they're all crying. They go in there, and he notices it's Father Perez. And he's like, what the fuck? How'd this happen? Uh, Me and Evelyn, they hang out, and that's when kind of everything just starts going crazy. Um Oh, this is when she tells her how her daughter died. Sorry. It wasn't that earlier scene. But um, we then go back to the hospital where Father Perez tells John about the evil in the doll and how it wants the baby because a baby can't offer its soul. So it's the easiest way of getting a human host. Because I said babies can't um, consent. Yeah. So John's like, fuck, I got to call home and you know let her know. And of course, he tries to call her. And she picks up, but she can't hear anything he's saying. It's all static. That's yeah. bullshit because when the power goes out, the phones stay on. No, it's because the no, demon's no. fucking with the phone, Dan. Come on. I know. I'm just fucking around. Demons. I, <laughs> unfortunately, there's a lot that I call. He can contest to this. I'm like, she didn't hear anything he just said. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to start recording us watching these. Go so ahead. I can do it. I need content. Do it. Do it. Do it. So things start happening in the apartment. Leah just disappears. And we get the whole thing where uh, you get a knock on the door. Mia goes to the door and she sees Father Perez outside, but he's like not looking towards the door. He's looking yep. away. And of course, she's like, Father Perez. And because um, we know that he, the husband just said, hey, he was in an accident. Yep. He's in the hospital. Yeah. She doesn't know that yeah. because yeah, she, didn't hear she can't. It hear that part and i'm like that's not him nope don't everybody answers the answers the door with their back to the person yeah normal dude if you answered the door and your back was not to me i'd be going out the back door and be like fuck no yeah of course she touches his shoulder and he like he's like screams like i'll steal your soul no he says he says may god have mercy on your soul." soul yep because that's exactly what plays in his car 
yeah. on the way to the church. Yeah, you're right. And because he's trying to fiddle with the, the dials, the dials on the radio, because he's concerned as to why it's saying this because he's listening to something else. Everybody knows that old fucking Buick he's got. That shit ain't got no FM radio on it. That bitch is an AM, and everybody knows it. He knows it, Just but saying. you know, my star watching it. Only had FM radio in it. Cause he's watching, he's listening to something else, and this all of a sudden, he all of a sudden he's turning the dials. And if you're from that era, we are. You're from if the seventies. Not yeah. the seventies, absolutely. But sure. I'm from the eighties. If you don't hear what you plan on listening to, hey, I know how to dial an FM radio. Yeah, back before you had, like it just was automatically every two it's digits. Not ed- the, like... It's not automatic. Oh yeah, you. I you, used to use that shit. Yeah, it was a good time. You slowly turn your dial. About everybody else but us, <laughs> dude. I was expecting him to crash into something. Yeah, I was totally oh, me too. It looked like he was great. flying. It looked like he was fucking cruising. He was gonna look up and get hit by a truck. Dude, or yeah, that's shit. what I he's, thought. He's going fast. He's not paying attention. I'm like. Well, he's going to wreck into something because he's turning the dial. No. Fuck no. He was going to get ran over by... He was going to get hit by the bus, ghost of the bus that ran him over. Dude, you're turning the dial. You're not paying attention. You're watching what you're... Get off your phone, whatever. Oh, wait. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Parker. So... But, I'm sorry. But I... 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 I get it. So the demon, it kicks Evelyn out of the house and you see the dolls back in the house. And it wants Leah's soul, so it fucks with Mia's head. You know she's trying to look around for the for the uh, for the doll missed, or for the baby. You missed his whole introduction into the church. He's carrying this doll. He gets to the door. Door's like, nope. Oh, I I said that. I yeah, you got. That he did all that. Well, I missed that part. But <laughs> the fact that he, I called it. Angela, Angela, we just went through this whole thing about how you called that scene. Where are you going? You're literally repeating everything you just said. It's okay. Hey, listen. It's been a night. Just keep drinking. Yes. (laughs) Oh, shit. I turned it down too low. I can't hear you. Oh, that's why. I was like, we can't hear Parker anymore. No. No, he's already did that. He's at the thing with the... He's already knocked on the door. That's great. So... (laughs) But that... I, I mean, I called it. Him in the car? Yeah, I know. Him to to the door. I know. I'm yep. surprised they didn't throw him out of the house. I'm surprised she didn't pull her. I'm surprised that the Reverend did pull her out of the, the, the her house. No, no, no. I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it, it let him out of the house. Yeah. I He should have been kicked past the door. What, you gonna, when he get into her apartment? No, when he tried to leave with it. Oh, the doll. Oh, the t- trying to the, take the doll out of her apartment. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. When he tried to leave her apartment, that he should sense. have been kicked back in the... Just from learning the first... From the first movie. Yeah. Well, it's not really bound to the location, though. No. But, it wants it wants Leah's soul, so it wants to be at that apartment. But it, it shouldn't have been taken out of the apartment. Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense, though. Why did he let the Reverend take her out of the to kill him. Coming from the first movie, maybe try to kill They him wouldn't before. let the mom leave the house. That's a valid point. Like I, I don't see why the. It, I guess just to fill time. Maybe they just didn't want to play the same. They didn't want to do the same beat that they did in the contract. That's true. 
They could have. They want to be like, well, Which we already is- did this, so we'll do something else. We'll just fuck with the priest and fucking think you, he died. That's true, too, but you see him walking in front of it. I'm like, he ain't getting very far. No. Yeah, I know, obviously. He's like, anyway, go ahead, Parker, sorry. Sorry. So- I-, I missed all of that. <laughs> you missed all of it, yet you said that you called it. What are you talking about? <laughs> So uh, the demon fucks with Mia's head. Uh, she sees the doll in the living room, but then when she goes into Leah's room, the doll's in the crib, and she like gets pissed off, and she's like, you know, give her back to me. Give her back today. And then she fucking yeah. smashes the doll and throws it, and then you she looks at the doorway, and it's the baby, and so she you think, oh, shit, the demon fucked with her, so she thinks she killed her baby, and... The whole thing, but then it turns out to be just another doll, and I'm like, "What the fuck, man?" Dude, I know, right? <laughs> That's what we were talking about when like, we watched it. Like this whole this whole scene, I'm like, "Shit, she's yeah. holding her baby." Because it looks like her baby on the ground. It looks like her baby. She picks her up. She, we were duped as an audience, but yeah. you can't you can't see anything past the top of her head, and I was like. Baby just fell through to the ceiling. <laughs> She'll never find her. I was her like, well, shit. She's picked her baby up. Yep. She found her baby. And he's like, he's like, no, it's a doll. Yeah, I'm like, I, I was I'm like, like, I bet you it's a doll. He wasn't paying attention, and I was, and I was like, no, she picked up her baby. Well, no, I saw when you walk in, you see the doorway. It, it's the baby when you yeah. see it. But I was like, there's no fuck because he could have killed the baby at any time. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's her baby. But that's she the thing. That's another baby. thing she where you're like, the baby, school. he needs the baby. So why would he kill the baby? Like, yeah, you need, yeah, you need um, to be offered up. Yeah. You can't just like off people. Uh, before though, you see that the crayon rolls into the hallway, and you see all the writing on the, you know, her rose art. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not rose art. Fuck <laughs> rose art crayons. If you ever had rose art crayons, the bro, they suck a dick. They're, They're fucking worse. terrible. Crayola. He's like, it better be fucking crayola, not rose art. Yeah. <laughs> Every time um, I see a crayon in the yeah. movie. <laughs> But yeah, it's got all the writings on the ceiling where it's like, uh, you know, her soul or whatever it was. Yes. And she's like, well, what do you, you know, what, what do you want? What do you know, what can I do? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, your soul. And it opens the window really slowly. And she's like, fine. And so she goes to take the, yeah. the doll and she's going to, um, cause Evelyn's off been herself. kicked out of the apartment. Yeah. She's trying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And John Evelyn shows up. this yeah. whole time has been trying to get back in. She She's was kindly been, asked to leave by the ghost. Yes. Well, she demon. was trying to get out. <laughs> she was trying to get out with Mia. Yep. Because Mia's like, no, I have to save Leah. And Evelyn's like, no, we'll get her back. And I'm like, yep. why are you leaving a baby in there? Yeah. John, but John. Evelyn knows this whole time. Evelyn was right. Yeah, because uh, John comes back home. Unlocks the door, they get in there and they they stop Mia from from jumping. But of course, it's like you know that the demon needs to be offered a soul. So Evelyn takes her place and she she jumps, and you see her body and the blood and the doll. And Leah's returned. She just brought back to the crib. And oh, then, <laughs> yeah. And then you Leah s- this whole time is gonna sacrifice she's herself. Just, she's velcroed to the ceiling. Dude. So because Mia is trying to tell John and Evelyn that I need to do this to get her back. Yeah. Like, this is what I have to do. It yep. promised me Leah back. Yep. 
And then this is why I like Evelyn so much. Like you don't see her enough. You need to see her more. But yeah, she so she jumps. You see the body with the doll. Leah comes back, and then you see the body again. And there's no and there's no doll. Yeah, and did you know? And she what Evelyn was wearing. Yes, because I I called it. Evelyn is walking back up the steps, and she's holding her chest, and you see her. She is in all white, and she has her red scarf on her head. So as soon as Evelyn gets back in the house, I'm like, as soon as John pulls Mia in from the window, I'm like, Evelyn's going to sacrifice herself. It's not worth it. Young and the Restless and will be like, on next week. No. You'll have another season's worth. I think, I think it was telegraphed that she was going to be the one to sacrifice. I mean, who else would have been? Yeah, but but she pointed out when when it cuts to the scene when they're both down on the pavement, Evelyn yeah. and Annabelle are wearing, wearing the same clothing. Yeah, because she's oh. wearing her the red okay. scarf on her head. Yeah, and she's wearing all white, and then mm-hmm. Annabelle has the white dress and the red sash. bow sash. Yeah. See, I didn't notice that she put. I was like, oh, that's a good hit. Like I like that because yeah. I was like, no, I love Evelyn. You don't get to see her enough, but I love her. As a character. So the, the uh, go back to when she, uh, Mia first gets Annabelle, the doll. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see her when she puts her on the shelf? There's a black doll with the oh, same outfit. I don't know yep. if that is a kind of a foreshadowing. Maybe. Um, I'm but. assuming because it's her and it's also a blonde doll. Yeah. So and oh. and Mia's blonde. Yeah. Yes. I didn't think about that. That's a good call. Yeah. So it's six months later and Father Perez, he's all better now. And they he ask, Hey, what happened to the doll? Nobody knows. The doll <laughs> we thought we thought that the we thought the police took it, but no one knows where it is. Because that's what Mia says. She's like, yeah. Oh, I thought the police took it. I'm like, Nope, somebody's got it. And it's like whoever uh, comes in contact with it, hopefully they can get some help. Yeah. And then we see a, an old lady going into like a pawn shop or some sort of like thrift shop. And you see the Raggedy Ann doll in the background. And then you see uh, her picking up the uh, the Annabelle doll. You and, have one. Yeah. And then, of course, it tells you where the Annabelle doll is currently at the Warrens uh, Museum locked in the case. And it's blessed by a priest twice a month. Yep. Um, go ahead and finish. I got to say something once you're done. Listen, oh, that's, if, no, that's it. That's the end of the movie. If I had something that was possessed... I would bless it probably every day. <laughs> That's right. Just have, you just have like a little, like, you know, those, those terrar- uh, terrariums they have with like yeah. Amazon plants that just constantly miss, just yeah. run holy water through that. <laughs> yeah. Just all the fucking time. It's, no, it's like the sprayers at the grocery yeah. store that cost just once in a while. It's just holy water. But, on the uh, I called a lot of this yeah. with her, with the, with Evelyn sacrificing herself before she even, she's like, there's something else that can happen. And I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. Can, I, I want to, I know we're going to give our opinions of the movie. If you don't care if I do mine real quick, because our son is done doing his thing. So I can go give my oh, opinions shit. and leave. No, it's fine. I'll leave. So you guys could, I'll, so everybody else can, if it's okay. Um, I, I know it's slightly unorthodox, but I, 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 I thought it was an okay movie. My favorite parts were the very beginning because it was a more grounded situation where you see the people murdered next door that they end up in the house. And it reminded, kind of reminded me when we watched Strangers a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I kind of get that vibe a little bit. And I, I, that part I thought was not so much scary, but kind of unsettling because it felt quote unquote, so real. Um, a lot of, um, Friday the 13th in, no, in okay. a lot of this. Okay. Cause I feel like that should have happened in some of like the earlier movies. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But I, it was it was okay. I didn't think it was scary. I think it was it was fine for what it was. These aren't my kind of movies, so I'm not the best judge of them. Uh, my my experience with them is very limited. Yeah. I didn't think it was particularly scary. There was a few most moments. Um, of course, the the uh, the scene where the little kids running around the the house was another kind of good scary moment. And then the scene with the elevator and the the elevator in the in the storage area, which I thought yeah, in the basement, which was kind of a, a cool moment. But other than that. It's it's fine. I'm I guess okay. It's we got to see the demon. I don't really give a shit for the connection to the Manson Manson stuff, but the 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 actors were just whatever. It just felt like just they just kind of grabbed just like whatever. Now they're not bad, but like they didn't really wow me anyway. Like in the first movie, I felt was so much more interesting. They had way better actors and everything. Yeah. Just felt better than they did in this movie. But it's I mean I guess it's passable. It, I didn't like hate it. I wasn't I was interested to see what happened in the end. But it was predictable most of the time. Yeah. Um, but that's my opinion on it. I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to say before goodbye. you walk away, though, is this movie better than The Conjuring? No, absolutely not. Okay. Then we got you. So, cool. All right. You guys have fun. I'll, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Love you. I'll go get Vic. I did think this was better than The Conjuring just because. I called a lot of it. Like, I wish I had been recording because with her in the basement, Mia in the basement, I was yeah. like, it ain't letting her out of this basement. I didn't think it was going to do that many times. So I was kind of like, okay, are you going to do something with this? No, I didn't plan on her like running to the exit. Like, I was planning on, I'm like watching. There was a couple of times I'm like, <laughs> before the door opens i'm like hey i'm gonna look around the door i can't look around the door but you know i was waiting for something to come closer mm -hmm. i didn't plan on it being in the stairwell like the hands coming out of the or the claws coming out of the metal part yeah like hearing it versus seeing it i was like well this isn't really scary I was waiting for her in the basement as soon as the elevator doors opened. I was like, well, okay. Nothing happened, so yeah. I, this this intense scene isn't intense anymore. So there was like a couple of places where I called it and I was like, well, yeah, I was right. So it wasn't as intense as the first one was where I couldn't call it. Like I thought I called it and it didn't happen when I thought it was supposed to happen. This, it was just, yeah. Okay. All right. So it wasn't as like the things I called happened when they called it or when, they, when it happened. So it wasn't as intense or scary as the first one was. So no, it wasn't as good as the first one. No, I agree. Nope. I definitely, um, 
this is a, there was a few good, I mean, there were some good scares in this movie, some good moments um, that yeah. kind of get you. But to be honest, I was kind of bored for most of this movie. I was just a lot of low moments where it's just like, it's not even tension. There's no tension yeah. building. It's just kind of, eh, or it's just predictable stuff that goes yeah. on. Uh, but yeah, there were a couple of really good scares that uh, I can give it good credit on. And that, that doll just is terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is nowhere close to the conjuring. I think to be honest, just as I don't think this is going to be high up on the rankings once we get farther into this universe. Um, yeah. it's just, it just, yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of a, a very middle of the road movie with a couple good scares and that's about it. So it's definitely the conjuring definitely is the number one still coming into oh, yeah. two weeks, but Actually, before we talk about next week, uh, let's talk about some comments. We got a couple comments uh, for this episode. So thank you to everyone who commented on our post. Uh, our first one is from the Quad Pro Quo podcast who said, I enjoy the Conjuring universe. I actually think Annabelle creation is better, but I still like this one. The satanic panic angle is always fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have one from Johnny Browning who just said, I thought it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Saw, I is. saw his. He's like, yes. There it is. is. Yeah. But uh, they, those were the only comments we got this week. So thank you to uh, everyone who commented. And um, I just, I just feel like some of the intense scenes could have been shortened. Yeah. Like the whole elevator scene. Mm -hmm. Like, did it need to be five? Like five her times of an opening. Yeah. Was five was times. Like, like, Holy shit, is this going to end? Like, are we going to no, get to the next part no. of this? Or we, Yeah, it got too much, especially when nothing happens. Like, when you expect yeah. the demon to show up. Yeah, it's just kind of lame. When nothing happens and she runs to the exit, I would have mm -hmm. been like, well, two times. Bye. Yeah. That would have been me. Yep. And the whole claws through the, 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 the metal. Yeah. The metal. Yeah. I would have yeah. been like, no, bye. Yeah. You don't have to tell me twice. So next week, we are venturing back to the Conjuring world of the Warrens, and we're going to have a guest on the show for next week. We are bringing back our good friend Dustin from the Flicks and Friends podcast. So uh, I since can he personally is <laughs> tell you. him, fuck you, Dustin. Yeah, uh, he is the one who picked this franchise for us to cover <laughs> since he is one of our $5 patrons over on patreon.com slash dissect that film. Uh, and we, I let him choose whatever movie of this franchise he wanted to be part of, and he chose 2016's The Conjuring Two, which um, yeah, he's like this is. Gave, uh, I'm very excited to rewatch Parker, the Mary Kate Nashley Olsen stuff, and I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, so we are covering the 2016's The Conjuring Two. Next week with Dustin from the Flicks and Friends podcast. We are very excited to have him back. He, you know, he's he's coming in. He's going to be our uh, coming in for his third round here on the show, which is a lot of fun. And, and we're always excited to bring guests back on the show. So um, this is not grisly. Yeah. <laughs> so that is it for us. You can follow us at uh, Dissect That Film on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on Threads now. Uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so much social media. And we're also on Facebook. I have been posting the episodes on Facebook 
if for anyone who's interested. I've also been debating on if I wanted to start a Facebook group just to kind of, you know, because they actually people like those things. So maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so yeah, all the links will be down below. You can follow Dan and Angela on all their links, which are down below. You can, I also have my personal links down below and, um, we have some Patreon, uh, some, this won't be out until probably the first week of August. I have no idea. It's, we record two to three weeks ahead, so it's tough to figure out when we are. So you should have a bunch, all of our $5 patrons should have a lot of fun, content over there we should have a couple of our monsterverse or monsterverse our monster zone episodes uh we did release our first Somewhere one around there to the public so hopefully you guys enjoyed that where we talked about food of the gods and then uh we released our which it's our patreon show but we we decided to give a little taste to to everybody and then we have another episode on them over at patreon.com slash dissect that film at the five dollar level also uh, our Tubi episode should be our latest Tubi episode should be out. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to be there. Yeah. Like SpongeBob. Like, and also there. we're going to have a live show because we need to figure out what next movies we're going to be talking about on that monster zone show. So we're going to be doing a dissect that film live for Hi. July. So we got a lot of fun stuff going on guys. And we're continuing the monster verse, the monster. Why do I keep saying the monster verse? We're continuing the conjuring universe. It's something. It's a universe of something. It's some yes. kind of There's universe. monsters in it, kind of, sort of, if you want to consider them monsters, demons, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I guess well, it depends on who you ask. I think that's about it. So until next time, everybody, I am Brett Parker. That is, well, Dan's not well, there, but Dan is there in spirit. Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissected he's a Film. Demon too. <laughs> and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 117. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye.